knows how to play poker. 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 But do you know how to play poker well? Well, get ready to talk poker strategy with the people who run the games. Hear interviews with the stars. Get information on when to play, where to play, and how to play better poker. Poker. This is Poker Action Live, a weekly poker show with your hosts, Big Dave Lemon and Joe Rodriguez. And welcome once again, everyone. Big Dave and Joe here in the studio in South Florida with another edition of Poker Action Line. A very big week in the world of poker, including uh, the American Poker Awards, which were given out on Thursday night out at the SLS Hotel in Beverly Hills, California. And there's a little bit of a South Florida angle to that. We're very pleased mm-hmm. that the Seminole Hard Rock uh, actually did win an award. They were nominated for three. Um, really the great honor is uh, William Mason, who... Uh, Cut, cut his poker teeth kind of under Mike Smith over at the aisle and uh, got the job a few years ago as the director of poker operations at the Seminole Hard Rock here in Hollywood, Florida. And uh, he was nominated as Industry Person of the Year along with John Pappas, Jack Effel, and uh, Matt Savage. And uh, Matt Savage actually won the award, but Hard Rock did take home the award for uh, Event of the Year. Uh, with a 2,000 or higher buy-in for a poker tournament for the Seminole Hard Rock Showdown. And they were nominated for their little Big Four angle last year that was in conjunction with the $5 million tournament in August at the Seminole Hard Rock. Uh, They didn't win that one, but uh, it was a great night, and it was really on the heels of the first-ever Global Poker League draft, which uh, I'm very excited about. I know we talked about it a couple of weeks ago, Joe, and, and I'm kind of bringing you along a little some, bit. So yeah, well, I, I like some of those teams that I, you just showed me their roster. Yeah, we'll go over the draft, which was Thursday afternoon. I did get a chance to see the the first round of the draft on Twitch, and, uh, you know, it was uh, dragged out a little bit. I, they made a few mistakes as far as the coverage, I thought, uh, not really being ready with their 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 taped pieces right away, and uh, kind of let the let uh, Negranu and uh, Helmuth uh, make their uh, discussions along with Joe Stapleton, the host, uh, and uh, Eric Danis were uh, the four of them were on on TV and talking about each team, and we'll get into some of this in just a minute with our good friend Robbie oh. Straczynski is going to join us in just a second, but. Uh, it was uh, it was kind of just like a major sports draft, and uh, I thought it was pretty cool. And that's what I think they're they're trying to do is is take some of the best aspects of the sports that we've loved all our lives and turn it into poker. Now, poker is an individual game, so will it work or not? I don't know. Well, listen, they have interesting teams. That was my major concern. How interesting would these teams be? Some of the players on there, you know, we've got great poker players out there that don't have much of a personality. Right. Uh, there's a lot of personality on these rosters oh, that no you question. showed me. No question. There was some snubs and some people that I really, really would have liked to have seen get picked. Uh, we'll talk about some of that in a little bit as well. But uh, uh, really a historic moment for the game of poker, and uh, I really hope that people give it every chance. Uh it's very easy to be skeptical and say, what, team game poker, uh, you know, is that going to work at all? But they have a lot of innovations. They have a lot of interesting personalities that they can bring out, like you say. And I think uh, I'm really going to look forward to pl- once play starts. Yeah, and, and if this is a huge success, you'll know it's a huge success when other poker players are going to be vying next year to try to make these uh, squads. Now, we'll also take a look at some of the current things going on. LAPC is in day four today out uh, at the Commerce Casino in Los Angeles uh, as the WPT starts their California swing. Next week will be the uh, 
Bay 101 up in the Bay Area, San Francisco Bay Area, and then they'll head up to Sacramento for uh, the tournament up there. But we'll be following some of that stuff. All that kind of precedes the big one down here in April, which is what I'm going to have a big conversation with William Mason tomorrow about, and that is, of course, the Seminole Hard Rock Showdown, followed by the Tournament of Champions, which is a brand-new format this year for the WPT and their big championship will actually follow the showdown the next week. So everybody's going to be in town for about 10 days. It's really going to be exciting down here. Yeah, well, listen, it's it's great that the Hard Rock uh, was recognized and won, and received an award in, in that thing. And uh, they're going to have a chance to continue to, to improve on that. Yeah, for sure. It should be fun. And uh, we'll get into some of the personalities and some of the names uh, with Robbie. Uh, for those of you who uh, maybe haven't heard Robbie on the show before, he, it's probably been about a year since he was on, and we'll bring him on now. I think, uh, Robbie, I think the last time we did the show was over a year ago because it's a little tough for you to be on, as it is right now, but we're taping a little bit early, so even though it's way past your bedtime, you live in <laughs> Israel, uh, thanks for uh, staying up late to join us tonight. My absolute pleasure. Thank you very much for the invitation, Joe, uh, Dave and uh, and Joe. Nice to, to speak to you guys again. And I do remember it was late May 2014. Okay, so about a year and a half actually. So actually uh, closer, closer to, to two, two years, two. really. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, Robbie is uh, has a uh, poker blog that he started a few years ago called Card Player Lifestyle. He founded that and continues to run that. But uh, you really have uh, stepped up since the last time you were on the show and become a regular poker media guy. Uh, you are now writing on PokerUpdate.com, which uh, carries a lot of great information. Uh, you have a podcast, and you also do some videotape pieces on uh, Poker Update as well. So tell us about uh, your meteoric up, uprise in the in the business. <laughs> wow, what, a, what an interesting! I hope I live up to the hype with the, with the description. That's very kind of you. Well. Uh, yeah, and I've been really uh, fortunate. I was uh, hired full-time by the company that owns PokerUpdate.com. Uh, I do a whole bunch of work for the company, but I'm sort of like the poker specialist uh, in a way. And, uh, you know, I, I work together with the team, you know, the editor of the site, and, uh, you know, on sort of building this brand uh, into something big. You know, like you said, the regular poker media guy. I don't know about that, but we wanted to bring that particular brand into the discussion of, oh, yeah, everyone's heard of poker news. Everyone's heard of poker listings. You know, we want to make it such that everyone's heard of poker update. And uh, I'm really pleased uh, over the last year, uh, the job that we've been able to do together as a team and, and uh, you know, bring that site uh, into the discussion. People have heard about us. People are inviting us to the PCA in the Bahamas. It's, it's pretty cool. Um, and what I do, you know, I don't do as much writing. I write, you know, here and there a few pieces, but, uh, you know, there's uh, sort of like a monthly roundup and a baller of the month uh, video that we produce each month. Uh, a new one actually just came out yeah, uh, today. Yeah, I, I, uh, I did see it. I did see that. I looked at it. Yeah, it's good Very stuff. Good. He's our February baller. And a weekly show that I'm really proud of, uh, me and my buddy Shimmy, uh, we've been doing it for about six months now. It's about a 22 to 25-minute weekly poker entertainment uh, segment, you know, stuff that's not really out there, and we thought that we could carve out a little bit of, of a niche for ourselves. Uh, and yeah, you can certainly tune in and just, you know, look for us on YouTube. Just subscribe to the Poker Update YouTube channel. And uh, yeah, you know, regular poker media guy, I'm just, you know, thrilled to be doing what I love. I do it because I love it. That's why I'm staying up late here in Israel. Uh, it's <laughs> almost one o'clock in the morning, and uh, it's my pleasure to do anything that relates to poker. Outstanding. Uh, well, living in Israel, you don't really 
have access to a lot of huge tournaments. I mean, you could, obviously you could travel internationally, but that gets very mm-hmm. expensive. Uh, I'm sure that's the goal down the road for you to do that. And you mentioned PCA. You made your first big trip to the Bahamas in January and, and covered that event. And, and with the stuff that you wrote about it, I know that you had a blast. Well, <laughs> I, I had the time of my life. I mean, I, the, here's where I admit, you know, as long as I've been doing this, you know, over six years, you know, since I started my own card player lifestyle blog, uh, you know, it's been the dream to attend any poker event. I've never been to the World Series, never been to any major poker event or anything. I've met, you know, less than a handful of pros in my entire poker, you know, career, I guess, as you call it, poker media career. And then, you know, out of, this, out of the blue, Poker Stars is like, hey, would you like to come? We'd love to have you as our guest and to do some media coverage and uh, for Poker Update. And I was like a kid in a candy store, you know, meeting everybody for the first time, all the other poker media guys who, like, I look to as my celebrities. And uh, it was just incredible. And all these people who are over, you know, over the years through Twitter, uh, who I've sort of, you know, forged relationships with. It's right. like, hey, yeah, Robbie, the guy, you know, with the name on the screen, you know, so like, <laughs> hey, we're really shaking hands now. It was just, you know, absolutely incredible. Uh, I think I, the the piece that I wrote for my own site, uh, like, you know, well, being welcome to the poker fraternity was almost like 4,000 words long, and I could probably, you know, easily go another 40,000, 45,000 words on that. Yeah. It was just I know the feeling. Uh, <laughs> as far as, uh, and if people can't tell, obviously, one of your biggest strong points is the passion that you have for the game and how you completely throw yourself into some of these things. And, and uh, you're just like a nonstop pr- uh, promoter and, and, uh, <laughs> for, the, for the game of poker, and it's fantastic. You know, not everybody is like that, uh, you know, to have the energy and that sort of thing to really try to advance the game. But that's been a big goal of yours, I know, since you started. Well, certainly, and thank you for saying that. And, you know, it really genuinely is a passion. The fact is, you know, no one's going to go ahead and, and, and do this, you know, just to sort of tick the boxes and, and you know, collect the paycheck, I guess, at the end of the month. You know, when you really, really have a passion for it, it doesn't matter whether there are five people reading your article or 5,000 people reading your article. You just take pleasure in the fact that you contributed something. You put something out there. And, uh, you know, well, you're very kind to say that I'm always promoting the game and, you know, whether it's for Poker Update or for my own Card Player Lifestyle site or other sites out there. If I see a good piece of content, whether it's like an infographic or a podcast such as, uh, such as this one right here or, you know, my own podcast or, uh, or you know, or an article or whatever it is, I'm going to tweet it out there. Uh, I'm going to let people know about it because I want to promote the game. And if I may, since you mentioned the GPL already, pick me as a wild card. Who better ah. you know, than <laughs> the GPL? Angling, who, angling for a spot at the felt, are you? Just a wee bit. You know, why not? I'd love 100 bucks an hour, you know? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Well, I want to get into a couple of subjects. Uh, uh, obviously, uh, the stuff that went on out in uh, Beverly Hills on Thursday was was a lot of fun. I mean, uh, I got a chance to see the entire first round on Twitch. I don't know. You probably, I'm sure you watched all four hours of the draft. I did. <laughs> you caught me. You caught me, man. I was. Uh, I think it end like. Four o'clock in the morning is when I finally turned in because uh, it was just so exciting. It was unbelievable. Like, you know, no, nothing like this has ever been done uh, in the poker world. And, you know, everyone's like sort of like, you know, wondering what's it going to be? Alex Dreyfus, he wants to sportify. What does it mean? And the fact is you had thousands and thousands of people watching this for hours and hours and hours. Not a single hand of poker was played. 
that's pretty cool. That's a different kind of poker entertainment. And the fact is, if you're a fan of the game, you're a fan of you know the players, you want to see who's getting drafted. This was really, really exciting. And you know they had the sideline reporter Holly from uh, from Fox Sports Net, and right. you had like the whole you know commentary crew, as you mentioned, uh, Joe Stapleton, Eric Dennis, and the ground and Helmuth. I mean, like holy crap! It's like all the stars came out and decided to just be awesome for an entire day. It was it was really cool. Well, one of the reasons I, I hooked up back with you again was. Uh... I'm a big fan of Daniel Negreanu, and so are you, obviously. And uh, it was like a lifetime uh, bucket list kind of thing that you had a chance to interview Daniel. And it was amazing. It was like an hour and a half interview that you guys did on Twitch. He gave you all the time, and it was fantastic. I, I, I certainly urge people to, to go on your site and read that. But uh, it was a, it was a once-in-a-lifetime thing for you. Oh, absolutely. It was incredible. It, it wasn't actually on Twitch. We recorded it just on Skype, and my brother helped me out, sort of like put it as a side-by-side. You can find it on YouTube. You can find it on my site. It's on all, just visit my site, cardplayerlifestyle.com. It's right at the top, interview with Daniel Negreanu. It was on my birthday, which was really cool, November 3rd, when we did the interview, and he gave me 90 minutes of his time. This is someone, you know, everyone loves him, but like, I, I guess I border on the obsessive, you know, like he's just so inspirational, uh, more than just his poker success, but that he, he's done something with his life to truly make him like a life kind of Hall of Famer. Like, he, his, his goal, I think, when he, when he gave his Hall of Fame speech was like, I want to prove to the world that poker players aren't just selfish, that we could do some good for the world, and that's sort of how he's dedicated his life. He's won, you know, gajillions of dollars, and, you know, he goes ahead and life coaches people, uh, and, you know, he does charitable work. Such a, a role model, and, like, who doesn't want to, you know, get a better relationship with him, and he was just so sweet. I prepared, like, almost a year, probably, just reading and watching a whole bunch of other interviews that have been done. I, was, I want to make it unique. And, you know, I had a lot of questions to ask him that I personally wanted to know the answers to. And, uh, you know, 90 minutes later, I was just, like, over the moon uh, of, like, the type of answers he gave. And, you know, I guess, well, well probably a good twelve, thirteen thousand people have seen it uh, thus far. And, uh, you know, people liked it. And I will just throw in one other thing. At the time, I had no idea that I was going to the PCA. And then when I was there, I got to meet him in person. Oh, wow. I was invited to his room, and I interviewed him in person for another eight minutes for Poker Update. It was incredible. Terrific. <laughs> uh, and also, I know that as high as the highs can be, uh, I remember uh, hearing the, that sound of, 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 of you hitting the ground when he got knocked out of uh, uh, oh. the main event in 11th place. <laughs> <laughs> Back in July, it, it hit a sore spot. I was uh, well, you know, timing is everything, right? So I was actually uh, in my car commuting to work. Uh, so this was, I guess, what eight, nine o'clock in the morning, right. uh, Israel time, when it was happening in Vegas. You know, when there were like eleven players left, and you know, I'm just, you know continuously trying to update the Twitter feed because they didn't have any live uh, live uh, Twitch stream or anything like that. And I think I was following Remco Rinkema, who was constantly live tweeting. And then he's like, the dream is over. And I'm like, oh, my God. I, I literally, I started tearing up and crying. I almost pulled over to the side of the road. It was just, I was so invested in his, you know, you've got to make the November 9. It was such a moment, and uh, you, know, you mentioned also the American uh, Poker Conference and the awards. You know, the man who shot that picture, Joe Heron, uh, who I met at the PCA, he captured that moment. It was it was just incredible. And like anyone who was paying attention to what was going on at the World Series at that time, they were fully invested. They wanted this guy to win, and you know, there it was. The picture's worth a thousand words. That one was probably worth a good ten thousand words. Uh, what it captured, and, and yeah, you know, I, I was devastated at the time, and you know, again, someone. 
role model like him, he, he bounced back from being on the floor, literally, with his head in his hands, and he just goes and smiles and gives more interviews right yeah, after that yeah, about his bust out. You know, what, what an amazing class act. He's a fantastic guy, and I tell you what, that's probably a bigger blow for the game of poker that he did not make the final table because that would have been so great for the game. Um, well, yeah, it, it certainly wouldn't have been bad. It would have been incredible. I don't think it was like, okay, poker could have been like, you know, an A+, plus and now it's going to be like a D or anything like that. No. It would have been incredible, would have been great. But, you know, just watching that entire run-up the entire summer when you're watching uh, you know, ESPN and all those tape broadcasts and stuff, clearly all the tension was on him and you're following and following. Okay, so he didn't make the November 9, and I'm sure he's already thinking, you know, how's he going to do it again uh, next year? And, you know, he's certainly proven himself capable of, of making those deep runs. So yeah, I wish him sure. luck, and hopefully he'll improve on that 11-place finish. And he does a great job uh, with the commentary along with Phil Helmuth on uh, the GPL. So let's get to that a little bit. This is yeah. kind of my first show, obviously, before, uh, since the since the draft, and I kind of want to pass out some of the information to people. Uh, first, let's start here, where uh, with our discussion with uh, Joe and and whether uh, the game whether it would be successful uh, if people are going to buy into this thing. I think people need to give it every chance. Uh, it's a little bit revolutionary for the game of poker, which has uh, traditionally been a lot of people. Uh, you know, into themselves and maybe uh, not talking a lot and not a lot of personality. There is some out there, but uh, it's a very individual game. And to look at it from a team aspect is 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 quite strange, really. I, I think people need to give it a shot, though. Uh, uh, you asking Robbie yeah, or me? No, you. Me, I think so too. And I don't know if they, in my opinion, they need to tweak it, like you said, since poker is such an individual game. I think when they're playing, I don't know if they can tweak it a little bit. I, I, I would imagine if they want to make this very successful on TV, you can't have that tanking uh, for you know a long time. Yeah, well, that's uh, where the shot clock uh, comes in. Yeah, hopefully important. they'll have a shot clock on each player, and once that shot clock ex- expires, uh, whatever amount of time they set on it, I would set a, a set amount of time for the whole match that they're right, playing. Right. And they can use as much. If they want to use it in one hand or over the course of hands, but once that clock has expired... Once their action comes, you count down to five, then it's a folded hand. You know, right. you got to do something to make it move, in my opinion, for the general public. You know, the diehard, hardcore poker fans are going to enjoy it. But if you want to try to bring in casual poker fans in there, you got to do something that's going to make it interesting. Do you think, uh, Robbie, that it's going to be uh, take off right from the beginning, or is it going to be a work in progress where we have to convince people that this is something that they're going to want to see? Uh, if they make mistakes, uh, they're going to be able to recover from them. What is your thoughts uh, heading into the GPL? Well, I would say there's no, I don't think there's any such thing as an overnight success. I mean, the fact that we already had the draft, this is the result of two years of work right. on Alex Dreyfus's part and his entire team at the GPI, Global Poker Index, and, you know, they made it happen. And then he said that this is just the beginning. So they're certainly fully invested, and I, I don't use that word lightly because they got $5 million of investment funding uh, to make this happen. It's not like if it completely, uh, you know, I don't think it's going to die or, st- you know, completely drop dead completely, uh, you know, first thing out of the gate. It will have its mishaps just like every, you know, like anything else, you know. It's going to, they're going to have to tweak it and fine tune it. It's going to continually be a work in progress. But, you know, they signed the players, you know, who who opted in for the draft to two-year contract. Right. So, I mean, they are definitely going to immediately learn from whatever mistakes are made. They're always accepting feedback from, from, you know, poker media, from poker players. How are we going to make this better? 
I personally hope, first of all, that this is going to be a resounding success. I think that, you know, way in the distance, you know, Alex himself says, well, we want to boost poker in his uh, inimitable French <laughs> accent. I think it could even cause it to boom if, you know, I guess if we run hot, to use the poker, uh, you know, uh, terminology there. Okay. It could be amazing. Like, his whole model for this is what happens in e-gaming. And you know what happens right. in, in those huge stadiums? Which, which I know nothing South, about. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well, it's great. If you look on, you know, go YouTube, like, e-gaming competition. Right. And you see stadiums full of people. I mean, when you think of, like, let's say 15, 20,000 people watching a Twitch stream, and then you, you know, transform that into an actual stadium full of people cheering on guys and girls who are playing a video game, yeah, that's, that's like, holy crap. Like, that's incredible. And yeah. he, said he's, he went to all of those events, studied it. As a business and stuff, it says, hey, we could do this with poker, too. And he created this cube, this 20 by 20 structure, which is like soundproof. And that's what, you know, in principle, if you imagine it, people in this stadium could be watching the action take place. And if they're invested in it, if they are buying the merchandise, the jerseys of all these 12 teams, uh, you know, who's, who's not going to root for the New York team if you're from New York, the L.A. team if you're from L.A.? You know, I think it definitely has a chance. Uh, I, you know, I hope, I wish it as few mistakes as possible, and, you know, I think the entire poker industry, you know, from every, you know, from the lowest to the highest, ought to try and get behind this initiative, because they say a rising tide raises all boats, you know, if it, this, if the GPL succeeds, it's good for everybody in poker. Yeah, absolutely, and one of the things I'm excited about, I'm always a logo guy, a sports logo guy, the number of t-shirts <laughs> and logo shirts with the, from, uh, NFL and NBA and Major League Baseball teams is uh, really overflowing out of my closets, but, <laughs> but I can't wait to get my hands on a Berlin Bears t-shirt. I think that's what they're banking on. Yeah. <laughs> well, let's, get, let, let's, get, so let's get to the draft a little bit. Um, yeah, sure. Uh, the 203 players that opted in uh, and agreed to the terms, I think a lot of people were scared off. Now, we're talking about 203 out of a, the top 1,000 on the GPI. Yeah. And uh, that's a little disappointing right off the top, but I think there was a lot of conversation and maybe some trepidation about the two-year contracts and, and some of the commitments of time for not mm -hmm. as much money as they might expect uh, was going to be a little bit of a problem. But there's other people. I, I look at Jason Mercier, who is uh, from down here in South Florida and uh, obviously been on the show many times is a huge sports fan that, that has bought into this thing a thousand percent. And I think uh, when you get a lot of big names of the game, Anthony Zeno and people like that, uh, it's, it's only going to grow, and I think people will be won over eventually. Yeah, I would, I would tend to agree. And, you know, the fact is these people who did opt in, you know, they're not doing it for the money. You know, like, what's $100 an hour to them? You know, right. they clearly want to do it to be part of something bigger you know, they signed these contracts saying, well, look, maybe they can't get – everyone always wanted a, a sponsorship deal. How do I get a sponsorship deal? Here's a chance that anyone who's a part of this global poker league is by definition getting a sponsorship deal. You know, think about it. If you're an NBA fan, you can name players – on a whole bunch of different teams because that's the way it's covered as a sport on ESPN, in the newspapers, on everything. If GPL is going to be covered as a sport and you see USA Today is giving it coverage and it's just going to grow, that's for sure, that's a guaranteed, you know, you're going to know all of a sudden 48 players who may, you probably didn't know half of them before unless you were like a really hardcore poker fan. I myself... You know, and I consider myself really steeply involved. Right. I hadn't heard of anyone who was drafted on the Hong Kong team, for example, right. or some right. of those names were really like, who? And, you know, this um, organization, what it's going to do, it's all about marketing. They're going to push it, and they're going to really, really push it hard. 
and you're going to see these people, if everything works correctly, will become new stars uh, of the game. That's, that's what I firmly believe. Well, I think that one of the things we don't really know yet is how the competition is actually going to work out. There's still some things being in, uh, in development, and right. there's going to be an online aspect. There's going to be the cube that you spoke of uh, in uh, there may be as, as big a place as like a stadium or something, depending on uh, how it all works out. But uh, we're very excited. I've got to attend that. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. But uh, we're looking forward to some more details coming out. But uh, the draft was pulled off. There's 12 teams. And a couple of weeks ago here on the show, we went down every team name and uh, talked a little about their logo and their captain. And, and these guys that, uh, and girls, so which was kind of interesting, uh, both you and I are huge supporters of uh, encouraging women to play poker. And there were three mm-hmm. women captains out of the 12 teams. Sure. Uh, yeah, Maria Ho was for the L.A. Sunset, and you had Selena Lin on the, I believe, the Hong Kong team. I forget what they're called, the Stars. Stars. And uh, and this is the one I I got to pick, the London Royals, a captain by Liv Bury. Uh Look, if I had to pick who's going to win this league, I think I'd go with the London Royals. That what is, a strong lineup, yeah, my that, God. They that got, is like, a very good team. That's yeah, I mean, Igor Kurganov, Vanessa Selves, Chris Moorman, Justin Bonomo. I mean, that's a murderer's row. I mean, how can you possibly compete uh, just on a pure technical ability level with those guys yeah, and girls? You know, it's so like cool Ab- stuff. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, as I mentioned, you know, some of the uh, exact formats of the games and that sort of thing still to be determined, still being worked on. And, uh, you know, as they release this information piecemeal, I, I think we're all uh, people like you and me. As members of the media that are always looking for an angle, certainly it is fun to uh, to wait for this stuff to, to to be released and to talk about it. But I want well, I'm chomping at the bit. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I know you are. And uh, so let's get to the teams. And I want to just uh, kind of release this information for people and get some of your thoughts and Joe's thoughts on uh, the players. One of the things we were really unsure of was uh, when a when a team is from a regional area where they uh, required to pick uh, people from their area, and they really weren't, but that's kind of the way it worked out, especially for some of the international teams. Yeah, um, yeah well, yeah, the Moscow team, I think, uh, has three people from Russia, and the Italian team, I believe, has yeah. three players from Italy Let, that I saw real quick. When let's I was let's start team. out with that team. Uh, the first pick was Max Pescatori's uh, Rome Emperors, and he took a uh, good friend, uh, Mustafa Kanit, from Alessandria, Italy. Uh, then followed it up with uh, two other Italians and a Canadian, D- uh, Dario San Martino from Naples, uh, Timothy Adams, who's actually from Toronto, and then uh, Walter Trecarici, who I had never heard of, and uh, most of the people at the draft had never heard of. I guess he's from Catania, Italy. That rounds out his team. Three Italians and a Canadian. Uh, Mustafa Kanit uh, was actually predicted by both Helmuth and, uh, and Negranu that he would be the first pick. I guess uh, uh, there wasn't a big a secret about that. Your thoughts on uh, the Italian team, uh, Robbie? Oh, uh, well, for sure. I would have pretty much risked – it wasn't even a risk. I'd put as a bet every single penny that I own and leverage it that Mustafa Kani would be the number one pick. Uh, you know, it's like it's the combination of the perfect factors. Very highly ranked in the top ten of the – I think it was top ten of the, uh, of the GPI. Right. And he's Italian. It makes perfect sense. I mean, the guy's also on a tremendous heater. You know, it was it was a lock, a mortal lock that he'd be the number one pick. Um, Walter Trecarici, uh, I believe he was the last pick because yes, it was a was. snake draft. Yes. The last pick, I think, you know, if anyone put even like 10 cents on that bet, they would have made like a million bucks. <laughs> like, who, 
I, and with all due respect, I don't. I, I'm just not familiar with him. But you know, hopefully the GPL can turn him into a star. Dario San Martino, solid player, and of course Timothy Adams. Uh, you know, let's you know, any any, any Canadians are good, right? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Canada's a great poker country. Okay, the Montreal Nationals second pick, Marc Andre Ladusur, was the captain, and he took Mike Timex McDonald as his second pick. There was some thought that maybe he might go with Anthony Zeno, but. Uh, McDonald, a, a very solid pick, a great player. He's from Waterloo, Canada. Followed it up with uh, the 2014 World Series of Poker main event champion Martin Jacobson uh, from Stockholm. Then Pascal LeFrancois and Juan Lu, who is uh, uh, an Oriental girl who lives in uh, Toronto and a very good player and a very interesting person as well. Uh, that is also three Canadians and one Swede, but a very good team as well. Oh, for sure. I mean, you know, you have a main event champion of Martin Jacobson caliber. You know, it doesn't matter what team he's on, he's going to enhance the value of that team. And look, Mike McDonald Timex, he was actually my, when I put my, put my uh, 48 picks together, I, I was pretty sure that Montreal was going to draft him. And I think what I love about this team actually is it's called the Montreal Nationals. It's the one team that's based out of Canada, and they use the national word there. This is going to be Canada's team. You can, you know, and Canadians love their sports, you know, especially hockey. You know, they're going to get, and they love their poker. They're, the entire nation of Canada is going to get behind these guys. I'm pretty sure, you know, one week into the league, they're going to offer Martin Jacobson Canadian citizenship. You know, it's all going to be great for these. Guys. <laughs> and, and if the London Royals don't take the league, I'm voting for these guys. Uh, the third pick uh, went to uh, the New York Rounders, managed by Bryn Kenny. And that's where uh, Jason Mercier came in as the third pick of the draft, one of our favorite guys here on uh, Poker Action Line uh, from the area here. And uh, I think Alex, Alexander Dreyf has said it best that if you're going to see uh, Jason Mercier not in a uh, sports jersey, uh, <laughs> this is maybe the only chance you're going to get. And he was wearing a, a white dress shirt and black uh, necktie and uh, uh, was one of the few people who was actually drafted that was there at the draft. So he got up and said a few words. But he was followed on the rounders by uh, Tom Marchese, uh, Kevin McPhee, who won the World Series of Poker Europe last year, and Jason Wheeler from Chicago. Uh, that, too, is a uh, formidable team, Robbie. This is a team I would not want to meet in a back alley. Uh, <laughs> these, these dudes are tough. I mean, like, you know, you can imagine the, you know, staring down these guys. I don't know. Definitely a tough team. I'm not 100% familiar with the, you know, aside from Mercier, with uh, everybody's exploits at the table. You know, just go on, on the Hendon mob and you'll find all of their results. But these names, you know, for a hardcore poker fan, I recognize every single one of them. Uh, again, they're obviously ranked on the GPI highly enough to warrant consideration. And, you know, again, this is just going to be a tough-as-nails team. Okay. Uh, I need to take a quick break. Robbie, can you hang around another 10 minutes or so? We'll go over the other nine teams. As long as you want, sir. Okay. Uh, we'll take a break then here on the show, but uh, let me tell you our audience about uh, Gulfstream Park, which is one of our favorite places here in South Florida to play poker. Uh, open daily from uh, 10 a.m. to 4 a.m. Sunday through Thursday and then 24 hours on the weekend. Uh, as people in South Florida know, it's located on the south part of Broward County, easy to get to from anywhere in South Florida. Some of the great horse racing in the world, but we love the poker room yes, because it's, it is a <laughs> solid, uh, fun place to be. They run a fair game, and the people there are so nice. And uh, we are there on a regular basis. They have nightly tournaments at 7 p.m., different uh, prices. If you want all the information about the tourneys, give them a call at 954-457-6336. One of the new uh, tournaments that kicks off this weekend, the first week of March, uh, will be every Sunday night in the month of March, a deep stack turbo tournament. 
uh, with 15,000 starting units, a $100 buy-in, 2,000 guarantee, which starts at 7 p.m. on Sundays. So that will be at the end of another great weekend of uh, great stakes races and, and fun stuff out there this weekend. But it uh, should be a lot of fun uh, for people who haven't been to the Gulfstream uh, recently. They have the village at Gulfstream with all the shops and the restaurants. A uh, great place for the whole family to go. And if you want to play poker and kind of uh, have the wife and kids uh, head out for a great day, they won't even miss you, I tell you <laughs> what. Uh, but a lot of fun and great food, a lot of great restaurants, including Frankie's uh, Bar and Grill and also the Adina Wine Bar and Grill. Three Forks and uh, just a lot of great Brio, a lot of great restaurants. So I invite you to check that out over there, a whole great day of entertainment. It's Gulfstream Park. It's located, once again, 901 South Federal Highway in Hallandale, the corner of US-1 and Hallandale Beach Boulevard. Tell them that Big Dave and Joe sent you over for a weekend of fun. This is Poker Action Line. Hi, this is Big Dave from PokerActionLineRadio.com. I want to let all avid poker players know about a great new lottery game that was developed by one of our sponsors, Atlantic West Management Group. This game is now available worldwide on the Internet and will be served as Place Your Chips Caribbean and operated on the Internet as an international lottery by Atlantic West. The Texas Hold'em poker-like game is perfectly legal everywhere and presented as a lottery game with tickets available on the Internet. You can win pick six lottery tickets and cash prizes by using your poker playing skills. It's open to lottery players worldwide, and right now this game is in a play-for-free test mode, and you are not obligated to purchase anything. You can get 50,000 free play chips per ticket for the purpose of evaluating the game with no prizes awarded until the game goes live. The lottery customer can purchase a ticket with a unique number that will grant them entry into one of many Texas Hold'em poker tables with a chip stack and like a lottery game, the prize value will be based on ticket sales. That chip stack will be valid for the remainder of the week as players can access the site as often as they like to try and take the chip lead. At the end of the week, the highest chip stacks will be awarded lottery prizes, and if you lose all your chips, the lottery ticket becomes null and void. As with regular lottery games, you can purchase as many entries as you like. However, each ticket stands on its own merit, and much like the regular lottery, the results of multiple tickets cannot be combined toward a prize. The name of this game is Place Your Chips Caribbean. You can access a live demonstration of the game right now at www.placeyourchipscaribbean.com. We believe that when it goes live soon, there will be a heavy demand for this game, as most lottery players would much rather have some say in the outcome of their lottery result. Their odds of winning are greatly improved if they're able to utilize their playing skills in order to increase their chances of winning. I hope that you will try the Play for Free demonstration and hope that you will join us when the Play for Real game becomes available later this year. This is the sound of salmonella gyrating on your undercooked chicken. And it looks like Mom might be taking it out a little early. Don't let salmonella get funky with your chicken. On average, one in six Americans will get a foodborne illness this year. So use a thermometer to cook each type of meat to the right temperature. Keep your family safe at foodsafety.gov. Brought to you by the USDA, HHS, and the Ad Council. Back on the show, Big Dave and Joe. Ravi Straczynski joins us uh, via Skype from his home in Israel. That's right, Israel. The world is uh, so much smaller now, isn't it, uh, Ravi? 
Certainly. It's like right next door. <laughs> you sound <laughs> next door. I tell you, honestly, you sound like you're right next door. Uh, we're talking GPL draft. Uh, I'll tell you what, uh, we're not going to get even a smidgen of the things that I wanted to talk with you about, so you've got to come back uh, as soon as possible. Uh, Lock it up. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> but I tell you what, uh, we could do, uh, there's so many things to talk about in poker, and uh, if we had the energy and stamina, we could do a six-hour program, I think, probably <laughs> probably two, three times a week. Easily. The two of us, for sure. <laughs> uh, but it's great stuff, and uh, I did want to concentrate on getting the news out about GPL because I think this is such a great idea that needs to succeed. It really, uh, if it goes away, some of the things that people have tried, like the Epic Poker League uh, that folded up very shortly uh, was another great idea that didn't come to fruition, uh, at least for, for a very long period of time. But if this goes away, it doesn't say a lot about the poker and the people uh, you know, the people support, but I think they need to give it every opportunity. Do you not? Well, I think this is the future of poker. I mean, the, you know, you, I mean, people say Epic Poker League because I think that's the only other potential innovative, uh, innovation that was actually ever tried, but you cannot compare the two. It's like comparing how, an apple and a watermelon. I mean, how, how, about the, how, how about the stadiums tour? Uh, the what? The one that was Oh, the one with Wembley that looked like empty. Yeah. Something like, oh, yeah. Yeah, that yeah that's that's a something huge like these, like, stumbled, these, these died, like, right at the beginning. But this is, you have a businessman. This is not like a poker play. Alex Dreyfus is a businessman. He understands it. He got $4.9 million from angel investors. You know, this is being approached and attacked as a, you know, not we want to make ourselves money. This is about growing the game of poker itself. And it's completely different than any way poker has ever been thought of before. And look, there's a reason why, you know, so many people in the poker media and so many players, as evidenced by the 203 GPI members who, uh, GPI 1000 members who uh, opted in, I think we believe in this. And, you know, you got USA Today coverage, as I mentioned before. You know, again, this is the future of poker, and we've got to give it our best effort and hope to run hot. Yeah, for sure. Let's get back to the teams. Uh, the, the fourth uh, draft pick went to the San Francisco team, uh, captained by Faraj Jaka. The San Francisco Rush is that team, and Phil Galfond, a great choice as his first pick. Anthony Gregg uh, from the uh, Baltimore area was his second pick. Kitty Quo who uh, I have I follow on Twitter, so I, I do see a lot, a lot of stuff that she writes. So I, I'm interested in seeing her. She's probably not real uh, familiar to a lot of uh, poker fans out there. And Anton Wig was the fourth pick from Sweden. Uh, but uh, this was like the, really the first team uh, that, that went all over the world to get their players. Right. It was really interesting. I mean, you cannot fault Faraz for picking Phil Galfond. I mean, like that's like, you know, he deserves to be a number one round draft pick. And, you know, I think it was uh, pretty much a no-brainer that if Faraz didn't get him, then someone else was going to get him in the first round. Uh, and the other three players, I don't follow their careers uh, as closely. And, you know, I, couldn't, I wouldn't say they're in the top level of poker celebrity just yet. But again, three solid choices. What I would say is I was actually surprised. One of the GPI uh, 203 players who had opted in was Matt Affleck, uh, you know, who's right. from Seattle, pretty darn close to San Francisco, it's as close as you're going to get uh, on the map of, of the 12 teams. I was surprised that for, in terms of, like, a locality, uh, that Matt wasn't selected, and obviously people will remember that, that moment where he uh, got destroyed by uh, Jonathan Duhamel in the World Series, but, you know, the dude's been successful. He's yeah, on that sure. GPI 1000, he continues to post results. I thought that may have been a pick. I don't know if it's a snub, I don't know if it's like maybe someone else should have grabbed him, but if he was going to go anywhere, I thought it would have been the San Francisco rush. Yeah, and won a big tournament down here in South Florida at uh, the Seminole Coconut Creek uh, Casino. 
that I, uh, event that I covered uh, maybe about four months ago. But, uh, yeah, good guy and didn't get picked at all, which I'm kind of sorry. Although a lot of people still will have their second chance as a wild card pick. Uh, there's still two more players to be added to each team. So uh, that will be fun to get some of that news as well. Uh, and don't forget, Dave and myself are eligible as wild card. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know anybody that would want me on their team. but uh, You never know. Dave. Well, <laughs> I, I do have to add this point. A lot of these players were not just picked for their playing ability. Uh, mm-hmm. Certainly the commitment to the marketing, whether it be in their, in their local area, which uh, some of the people concentrated on in their selections, or just on promoting the game in general uh, for personality, for uh, you know, articulate uh, speaking uh, uh, ability and that sort of thing is going to be an important part of this game, I think. I would certainly agree with you, and, and, and if we're going to talk about that, we absolutely have to give an honorable mention to someone who was not drafted, and I hope you're not drafted yet. He ought to be a wild card. Uh, a man named Justin Oliver, Canadian player, had opted in. He is the only player who went the extra mile. He paid his own money and got a YouTube video produced of himself. It was pretty darn hilarious. Get a few thousand views on uh, YouTube. Just type in Justin Oliver Poker Pro on YouTube, and you're going to see this video. It was hilarious. The dude knows how to market himself. He is passionate about poker, and he's like, I want to be in the league. Help me out. Like, that dude needs to be drafted as a wild card. Any team would be lucky to have him. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, the Las Vegas Moneymakers, uh, aptly named because their uh, manager is Chris Moneymaker, the uh, he of the Moneymaker boom back in 2003, but uh, still around the game and playing quite well uh, around the world. He took Anthony Zeno. As his first pick, Zeno, the card player uh, player of the year, and uh, was very high on the GPI throughout the year because of his great uh, year on the WPT, winning back-to-back events at uh, Fallsview and uh, L.A. last year. Uh, Zeno from Boston area. Uh, also, Jonathan Duhamel, uh, the former uh, world champion. Jake Cody, a well-known player from Leeds in the U.K., and Jonathan Little, the writer and uh, blogger, and instructor who really uh, does it all in the game of poker, just a great uh, poker personality. He's from living in New York now. He was their fourth selection. You, you would think that the LA, the excuse me, the Las Vegas team would have star power. This team certainly has it. It certainly does. I gotta say, kudos to Mr. Moneymaker. Excellent last pick with Jonathan Little. I mean, he has been putting out content nonstop for years, and uh, he knows how to market both himself and his products, and of course he'll know how to market poker, and he's already got the platforms in place. He's been a guest on numerous programs. Uh, he's always available and happy to talk about poker, about himself, about anyone's performance, and, you know, I think he's gonna be a great pick, and I will also mention Jonathan Duhamel. What a steal! Right, I believe that yeah. uh, if Moneymaker uh, wasn't, uh, who who would have thought that he would have drafted Jonathan Duhamel? I think the the next pick was going to go to to the uh, Montreal Nationals, and they're like, uh oh, like they stole our guy. Like uh, Duhamel probably would have gone to Montreal, but Moneymaker stole him. Uh, fellow World Series of Poker champion, definitely another solid lineup. Uh, it's going to be an interesting team to watch. Definitely, the Sao Paulo Metropolitans, managed by Andrea Cari. Uh, did pick two Brazilian players with their uh, third and fourth picks. They started off with Darren Elias from Philly and Byron Caverman, who uh, lives now in San Diego. He's originally from Ohio. He was uh, atop the uh, GPI for the longest time, really. Uh, and he, Now he has slipped to number two behind uh, Steve O'Dwyer, but uh, has been one of the top players in the world over the last year. So that's a strong team. And then he adds two Brazilians uh, right from right there in Sao Paulo, uh, Tiago Nishijima, and uh, João Perez uh, Simão from Brazil as well. So 
this is a team to watch out for because of their fans. I mean, uh, we know how passionate they are in the world of soccer, but obviously they've shown themselves with the yellow and green uh, shirts on at the World Series of Poker, and they are going to support this team big time. A hundred percent. Brazil is a huge hotbed of poker. They got like a couple hundred million people down there, and they are just almost as insane about poker as they are about soccer. And that's saying something. Uh, but what I will tell you, this was actually this one shocked me. You know, he gets up there, uh, you know, Andre Akari, the team manager, and he says Darren Elias. I think everyone in the poker media was like, "What?" Yeah. You know, it was a, a collective like, "What?" The-? I mean, he's got first of all tons of Brazilians to choose from. I, I thought everyone was. Uh, I thought everyone was going to say, "Okay, he's going to pick." For Brazilians, I actually had as his first potential pick Brian Rest, who has some Brazilian connections. I believe his significant other has roots in Brazil. Okay. So that would have been a really great first pick there, potentially. Uh, but look, the fact is, as you mentioned, you know, they got uh, Nishijima, they got Samao in there, a couple Brazilians. And, you know, Byron Caverman was number one on the GPI list. You can't go wrong picking number one. Uh, and that wasn't even a first-round pick. So, you know, solid team, uh, and, you know, clearly Mr. Akari must know what he's doing, and I think those Brazilians are going to be rabid supporters, and I think they're going to sell out uh, of merchandise really, really quickly. You mentioned the London Royals earlier in the show, uh, captained by the uh, the beautiful Liv Bouri, who took her boyfriend, Igor Kurganov, uh, who also <laughs> lives in London. That was her pick uh, in the first round. It was funny because uh, I believe it was Akari that, that uh, yeah. mentioned Igor and then trailed off and because he up. knew that Liv was picking next and, and really wanted to select her boyfriend. So she gets, uh, they'll get together. We see how they get along and during the matches. But you mentioned the other players, Vanessa Selps, Chris Mormon, Justin Bonomo, three outstanding players. Uh, one of the favorites certainly going in. Uh, yes, and I would also like to specifically uh, point out Chris Moorman. Why is he such a great pick beyond the obvious? The dude is one of the most successful online poker players of all time, and I think perhaps a lot of people forgot, yes, beyond the marketability and beyond the being on camera, a lot of the GPL matches are going to be played online. Right. So who better than one of the top online players? And in the third round, what a steal. This is a solid team up and down. Yes, for sure. Uh, the Moscow Wolverines, uh, Anatoly Filatov is the manager there. Dmitry Urbanovich was his number one pick, one of the hottest players in poker right now. And then three Russians, uh, Vladimir Troyanovsky, Andrei Patichuk, and Sergei Lebedev from Troitsk, Russia, the three picks there. Don't know much about those players uh, outside of uh, uh, seeing uh, Pat- Pat- Patichuk on uh, the World Series the last couple of years, and Urbanovich is, is red hot right now. Well, for sure. Uh, Anatoly Filatov, you know, the, the manager, he drafted for poker. But I will tell you, in Moscow, poker draft you, right? So <laughs> for sure, on the first draft, he got the hottest player in poker right now, Dmitry Urbanovich. He's not even 21 years old. He's not even 21. And this guy is probably going to be, if there was like a rookie of the year, he's not even a rookie, but like the youngest player of the most awesomeness. There's got to be some sort of a title bestowed on this guy. You can't go wrong. And, you know, Troyanovsky, uh, Patechuk, and uh, Lebedev, you know, uh, again, not a team I would want to meet in a back alley. These guys are going to be serious threats. Absolutely. Maria Ho is captaining the uh, Los Angeles Sunset team with a great logo. Uh, Fedor Holtz, who has uh, really busted on the scene over the last year, uh, the youngster uh, lives in Vienna now, originally from Germany. He was uh, Maria's first pick. Olivier Bousquet went second to her team. Eugene Kachalov, uh, formerly from the Ukraine, now lives in New York. And Chance Corneth, who uh, lives down here in Fort Lauderdale. I had a couple of uh, interviews with him on the program very recently, and uh, 
has been on a heater since the first of the year uh, doing, doing some big stuff down there at the PCA. Right. Uh, well, I was surprised, actually, that Fedor Holtz didn't go to the Germans. Right, That was an right. interesting one. I thought they would draft him first. Didn't happen. Uh, another uh, surprise here, Olivia Bousquet. I didn't even realize he made himself eligible. So, uh, there was the some draft, strange so. part about that. I think at the very end he had put his name in, and a lot of people weren't sure that he was actually eligible. But uh, uh, he tweeted out, what are, what are you talking about? He goes, I, I got in under the, under the deadline. And he tweeted also a uh, celebratory uh, body pic, if anyone's into that sort of oh, thing. Uh, so that was interesting. Uh, Eugene Kachilov, another sol- I, mean, I guess a great catch, Alav. It was wonderful. And Chance uh, Corneth, uh, you know, four great picks. Uh, and I'm actually interested. I think this is going to be a really interesting team for who Maria is going to pick as the wild card. You know, someone who represents L.A. possibly, stock f- you know, chock full of celebrities. Uh, this could be a really interesting team in terms of the marketing and and like the transition or the transcendence of poker into perhaps mainstream celebrity. Maybe you'll get a couple of reality stars on there. Who knows? Yeah, be pretty cool. people have mentioned Tiffany Michelle that uh, was her partner in the uh, Amazing Race. And mm-hmm. also uh, Jennifer Tilly uh, could be a possibility. I could see it happening. Uh, the Berlin <laughs> Bears, uh, captained by Philip Grusom. Uh, Brian Rast, who you mentioned earlier, but uh, this is also an outstanding team. Sorel Mizzi, uh, Dominic Nietzsche, and Jeff Gross, uh, just solid players all, and uh, they will be playing. Really, the only one from Germany is uh, Nietzsche, but uh, uh, certainly a, a good international group of, uh, pl- of players here. Well, of course, and, and gruesome. I mean, uh, I, I believe uh, each team gets two uh, wild card picks, and I'm pretty sure that one of them for each team will be the manager themselves. Uh, I mean, how could Philip Grusom not pick himself? So that would make two Germans, and for at least you know two out of six, a one-third very efficient uh, poker-playing squad, to use a, a German stereotype for you. Absolutely. Uh, <laughs> Harris Aviators, a uh, great name because uh, the Aviator Club uh, is uh, the big uh, host of uh, the WPT event year in, year out over there. Fabrice Soulier, the captain there, he took Elke as his first pick, uh, Elke Grosspellier. Uh, who now lives in London, but obviously is from France. And then Davidi Katai from Brussels. George Danzer, who uh, is from Germany, now lives in Salzburg. And Mike Leah uh, of Toronto, Canada. This is also an excellent team. Uh, let's finish off then with the Hong Kong Stars. And again, we don't know a lot about these guys. But Selena Lin thought it was very important to take players from the uh, the, the Pan-Asian region. Uh, Wei Ying Zhang, Raiden Khan, Dong Guo, and Brian Wang are, are her team. So uh, that's going to be kind of the wild card of the 12, I think, that people really know not much about. What's very interesting, if, if I may say this, I think this is the dark horse, perhaps, not necessarily to win, but to become the most impressive, most followed team in the league. We, you know, as the Western uh, European and, and American audience, don't know these people, but we, we, can't, we can't possibly discount. There are billions of people in, the, like you said, the Pan-Asian region. If these guys and Selena are able to get these two billion people excited about it, can you imagine how many shirts they're going to sell, how much money they're going to be make purely from the marketing. I think Selena clearly had a very, very interesting strategy that she was able to pull off. And I think she even tweeted, she's like, got every single player I wanted to. So, you know, that, that really worked out well for her, and I wish them luck. Joe, you got a favorite team? 
Well, let me tell you, that New York team and that Las Vegas team, you know, as Robbie said, the London team is incredible, but I, I think those two teams could give her could give London a, a run for the title here, depending on how the format is going to be. I want to know when the shirts go online, that's for sure. I'll be, I'll be, first, I'll be first in line. Uh, let's close things out then, Robbie. Uh, your thanks for all your time tonight. I mean, I know it flies by, but, but still, uh, we were able to outlast your kids, and uh, they didn't, uh, we didn't wake them up during the show. That's always a good thing. Uh, let me, let's close it out by just the show itself. Uh, I wanted to, uh, there was a lot, there was some criticism. Uh, there was some really great stuff on the setup and how much work they put into making this thing. The, the, the biggest gripe I had was that uh, the, the announcers uh, would talk about who they thought the possible pick were, which is fine. Uh, there was three minutes in between picks. They spent almost the entire three minutes till someone was up at the booth ready, and then they ran their video about the team uh, with the interviews with the captain. And that made the whole thing drag out to an hour and a half for the first round, four hours for the entire thing. Now, it's fine with me. I enjoyed it. Uh, you know, uh, I know that you did as well. But there are people out there with a uh, little attention deficit disorder that uh, that maybe couldn't hang with the well, whole thing. And I don't think it's just that, Dave. It's like Robbie said, some of these people, for people who are in the industry, you didn't recognize some of these names. Right. So you're waiting all this time, and then, you know, when a selection is made, you're going, who? So Well, it's the first time, and you definitely got to learn somehow, right, Robbie? I, I would agree, and I think that's something that next time around they're going to tweak. And perhaps those uh, you know, pre-made uh, videos should have been played maybe in a pre-show, like a half-hour pre-show, get used to the teams, and then you, know, you condense that uh, in between each pick. You condense that time. Uh, but what I will say is that you know, they were entertaining as hell. Uh, Negrani and Helmuth. Uh, just, you know, playing off one another and Helmuth just finding a way of, like, reading the same names over and over off his list. <laughs> it was just hilarious. And mispronouncing Jason Mercier when it's Mercier. It was just really, really funny. Well, that's one of the uh, funny so things of us, in, of us in the poker industry. We're, we're not always sure exactly how it's pronounced. Uh, I have talked to Jason, and I know I've asked him at least three times how he likes it to be pronounced, and he's told me Mercier. And right. uh, Phil, Phil got it completely wrong. Now, another one was one we had tonight. Uh, uh, I always said Byron Caverman. Now I heard someone say on the air By Byron Caverman or Byron Caverman. So I'm not exactly sure. But this is one of the great things about this, uh, this whole league is that we're going to get to know some of these people a lot better. I believe so. And look, it's a, it's a league that's going to create uh, brand new stars and personalities in poker. And I think those who didn't opt in, who, were, who would have been eligible, are going to be ruining the day that they decided Absolutely. not to sign that contract. And like you said at the outset, uh, you know, next time it comes around draft time, I believe that, a, I, again, I hope. But I believe uh, you know the league is maybe even going to expand. Alex is already looking one step beyond. Maybe it'll be 16 teams, more people playing, and I think there's going to be a real big competition for for those spots. But uh, in the meantime, don't forget team captains uh, draft myself and uh, and Dave as the wild cards. And if not, we'll look for the next <laughs> expansion teams uh, in uh, Miami and Tel Aviv. <laughs> That's right, baby. That's right. <laughs> Thanks for your time with us tonight. There's a million other things we got to cover. And uh, let's not make it so long before you come back on the show. Uh, I invite people to go see your uh, interview with Danny Negrano. They can get that on cardplayerlifestyle.com. Uh, a lot of your stuff is appearing now on a weekly basis, on a daily basis, really, on pokerupdate.com. So uh, they could read a lot of great stuff uh, from a guy who has a great passion for the game. I really appreciate that, Dave. Thank you very much for having me on the show. Thanks again, Joe, as well. And everyone can go ahead and follow me on Twitter, at CardPlayerLife, exactly how it sounds. Exactly. Thanks Let's for being with us tonight. It, we'll talk to you soon. Take care, Robbie. Bye-bye. Shalom. 
I don't know how to respond to that. Shalom. <laughs> <laughs> I guess you just say shalom back, right? Uh, what a good guy, and, a, and, a, and really a, a I like the way he got into it, and he was so media. honest about how some of these people he didn't recognize. Like, I no, told you some exactly. of my problems. Now, let me ask you, since I didn't see it, did, uh, did Daniel and Phil get into this like a Mel Kuyper, Todd McShay for the NFL, going... Well, on my board, the next best player I got on my board well, is so-and-so. Well, there was, so a, there was some interesting discussions, like some arguments. Uh, they did agree on a few things. They they disagreed, and, and they did try to top each other a little bit, which was one of the criticisms I read uh, from one of the people. But uh, uh, it was it was all in all, it was a great first effort. Uh, I'm sure they can tweak a few things, as Robbie said, doing them a little bit better. Uh, let's hope that the excitement for this thing by the time we get to the World Series this summer, and this thing will most likely be uh, concluded by then, uh, will uh, will be a huge draw next did year. They, everybody will get did it. Did they mention whether the format is going to be team against team, or is it going to be like a round robin's uh, tournament? Well, it's, there's going to be several different aspects, and they're going to come out with more in the, over the next few weeks. But uh, we don't know all the details of how the competitions are actually going to shake out. We do know that the majority stuff, I think, is going to be online. So. Uh, that's kind of interesting and in how they're going to, you know, transpose some of the different aspects of the game from live to uh, to Internet is going to be pretty interesting as well. Also, so they're not going to be traveling to a particular some. Mortar, mortar and brick building? Uh, yeah, it's uh, there's going to be there's, virtual poker tables? There's a thin line between uh, what is a hometown team and, and what's going to happen, but uh, I, I think they're trying to create some media coverage for their areas uh, the biggest, some of the bigger poker markets. So, uh, you know how it how it all shakes out is still to be seen. Uh, but again, I think we need to encourage everybody to give it every opportunity. I yeah, and you know I agree with you 100 percent there, Dave. And you know the more I think about it, the more excited I get in the sense of how you can actually promote this and market this. Uh, you know. With tournaments, live tournaments where the American teams and the Canadian teams go to Europe, and you know the the Asian and the European teams come down to America, and you know I'm very curious. I think how they how they set the the you know the matchups and what format they're going to have them play each other, and and whether it's going to like I said team concept yeah. or it's going to be a round robin tournaments concept. The quicker they let the public know about this, and I think yeah. the more well, that'll people be will out. clamor for it. I think I think the next step is to have the wild card selections uh, as they add two more Eight, players two to the team. Uh, there'll be a release about the schedule and exactly how the formats are going to work out. Uh, we don't know exactly, but uh, again, I'm, we're eager to find out. I'll tell you what I'd love to see. What, what a format is you start in, in, in one discipline, whether it's Hold'em, Omaha, Pot Limit, whatever, and have... The, the number ones of each team playing each other for an hour, then the number twos jump in, then the number threes, the number four, almost like a relay team in the sw- in the, the swim meet. There's really some cool stuff. It's going to be a lot of fun. Yep, I'm telling you. Uh, did want to tell you about Gulfstream Park as we take our final break on the program. Uh, lots of stuff going on in the casino that was voted the best in South Florida by the New Times Magazine. A uh, lot of great new games and, and contests and uh, poker tournaments, I should say, uh, slot tournaments, that sort of thing. They have a Sunday brunch in Ten Palms, uh, all-you-can-eat buffet for forty nine ninety nine, which is some fantastic food there. Of course, they just had the Fountain of View Stakes, but a lot of great stake races still to come as far as the horse racing goes in the month of March. And uh, the season basically, racing season basically concludes on April 2nd with the Florida Derby. So we're looking ahead to that. Big event coming up this week, though, March 9th, uh, well, one week from uh, last night. No, tonight? 
Yeah, one week from today. One week from uh, today. It will yep. be a 160 buy-in. They're calling it March Mayhem. It's the second annual event. Uh, $7,500 guaranteed prize pool, $100 bounties, 12,000 starting units. It all starts at 7 p.m. at the Gulfstream Park Poker Room. March Mayhem. March Mayhem, I should say. Uh, again, 160 buy-in. Uh, I think we might uh, get the show done in uh, due time and, and rush over there and maybe play. What yeah, do you think? Maybe. That, might, <laughs> that could be a, a very real possibility. A lot of great stuff, though. Gulfstream Park is located in Hallandale Beach, which is... Uh, just north of the Dade Broward County line, and uh, it is east of 95 between my, uh, 95 and the beaches, right on Federal Highway. Can't miss it. Uh, the big uh, statue out in front, uh, the 110 foot bronze statue, big. Pegasus. You got a chance to see that for the first time. Mm-hmm. Not quite open yet, but uh, that will be an interesting attraction once it is, and certainly adds to the skyline of South Florida. Tournament schedule uh, is up for March. Uh, check it out at the Poker Room by calling them at 954-457-6336. Uh, plenty of uh, nightly events at 7 p.m. in addition to the March Mayhem coming up in one week from today. So uh, check it out in South Florida. It's a jewel. It really is. It's a, The weather is unbelievably fantastic right now. Uh, I was there over the weekend, and uh, there is nothing more beautiful than out by the side of that racetrack looking at the sunshine and uh, the cool breezes. Yeah, and let me tell you, the weather was just absolutely beautiful this weekend. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, a lot of stuff, fun stuff here in South Florida, but at the top of your list should be Gulfstream Park, located in Hallandale, 901 South Federal Highway. And uh, tell them that we sent you over. Poker Action Line has been a long-time uh, supporter of Gulfstream Park as they've been our sponsor for close to a year now uh, here on the program. This is Poker Action Line. Hi, this is Big Dave from PokerActionLineRadio.com. I want to let all avid poker players know about a great new lottery game that was developed by one of our sponsors, Atlantic West Management Group. This game is now available worldwide on the Internet and will be served as Place Your Chips Caribbean and operated on the Internet as an international lottery by Atlantic West. The Texas Hold'em poker-like game is perfectly legal everywhere and presented as a lottery game with tickets available on the Internet. You can win pick six lottery tickets and cash prizes by using your poker playing skills. It's open to lottery players worldwide, and right now this game is in a play-for-free test mode, and you are not obligated to purchase anything. You can get 50,000 free play chips per ticket for the purpose of evaluating the game with no prizes awarded until the game goes live. The lottery customer can purchase a ticket with a unique number that will grant them entry into one of many Texas Hold'em poker tables with a chip stack and like a lottery game, the prize value will be based on ticket sales. That chip stack will be valid for the remainder of the week as players can access the site as often as they like to try and take the chip lead. At the end of the week, the highest chip stacks will be awarded lottery prizes, and if you lose all your chips, the lottery ticket becomes null and void. As with regular lottery games, you can purchase as many entries as you like. However, each ticket stands on its own merit, and much like the regular lottery, the results of multiple tickets cannot be combined toward a prize. The name of this game is Place Your Chips Caribbean. You can access a live demonstration of the game right now at www.placeyourchipscaribbean.com. We believe that when it goes live soon, there will be a heavy demand for this game, as most lottery players would much rather have some say in the outcome of their lottery result. Their odds of winning are greatly improved if they're able to utilize their playing skills in order to increase their chances of winning. I hope that you will try the Play for Free demonstration and hope that you will join us when the Play for Real game becomes available later this year. WFO Radio NHRA Nitro is all about the NHRA Full Throttle Drag Racing Series. Join Joe at 7 p.m. Eastern each Tuesday night for the first edition of NHRA Nitro. 
featuring the NHRA's Alan Reinhardt. Race winners stop by to talk about bringing home the Wally. Every Tuesday night, following NHRA national events, NHRA Nitro is available on demand anytime on the WFO radio application and at WFORadio.com. Do you like poker? Poker Action Line. Do you like poker? Poker Action Line. 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 Can't get enough of that intro. I love that. Uh, LAPC uh, didn't get a chance to talk about that much, but they have reached the final table. They're down to eight players. Uh, the chip leader is uh, Dietrich Fast. Uh, slightly behind him is uh, a fellow from Miami, Fareed Jatin. Uh, it's uh, 22.72 million versus 2.68 million. And then Anthony Spinella is in third, 2.53. And the list goes down. Uh, the other players at the final table uh, Ben Wynn, uh, Ty Ryman, Alex Keating, Sam Sovereil, uh John Hennigan, and Mike Charlotte. That was your final table. Uh, and I think there's uh, one player eliminated. No, I guess they're still down to nine now. So uh, uh, they are playing, uh, finishing things up there. I guess it will finish that up uh, probably tomorrow with the final six. Yep. They'll play down to six and then finish things up. Uh, the LA Poker Classic, always a great tournament. And a lot of huge players out there that uh, have long since uh, hit the rails. But uh, what can you say? Uh, uh, one of the great events out there. Matt Savage does a tremendous job. He and, always uh, does a great job. Yeah, he's he's fantastic. Uh, but uh, they will head then to Bay 101 up at the San Francisco Bay Area and then uh, up to Sacramento before heading back before, down here to South Florida. Before taking that southern turn. <laughs> exactly. Uh, a lot of fun, this league. Uh, am, I, am I slightly winning you over or what? Uh, yeah, I, you know, I'll tell you what. I was interested in that. Uh, I, because I look at the potential and the possibilities that could be that could come out of this, and again, my mind is racing with what their format could be, and if they come anywhere near close to what I'm figuring, and to make it interesting. I mean, I I look at myself, even though you know we talk about poker every single week, I look at myself as a casual poker fan when it comes to TV, right? You know, and what would entice me to watch these shows, and I'm hoping that. They take a lot of these venues and, and then promote it and market it just right. Well, there's a lot of innov- innovative ideas. The cube that Robbie talked about, uh, a 20 by 20 glass booth, soundproofed, so that they can show the cards live to That's fans. That's a wonderful idea. It's a great to start idea. With right there. Uh, the players uh, will be playing standing up in the cube, which uh, should be very different. Uh, they're actually going to be standing up. The table is going to be raised, and they'll be standing up playing around the table, which is com- completely different. Uh, I don't know how that will work. I don't know how a shot clock will work. But all these things uh, these need to be given they a chance. They're going to implement into this exactly. for sure. Yes. All right. That's that. See now. I'll have, I'll have now you're piquing my interest as to. All right. I'll, I'll have to get you this thing called the internet. Listen, uh, you as, go on there. Well, listen, and, uh, listen. <laughs> I, when it comes to TV and these things, I just don't listen. I don't know how. Like like Robbie said, this is a two year two year in the making plan for this here. You know, and then they discuss certain things. I like to see a finished product. I want to see a finished product, something that <laughs> something that's you know written down and said, all right, this is how we're going to play this, this is how we're going to run our matches. I mean, listen, for two guys who love the game of poker like you and I do, 
and have had the pleasure of talking about it for six years now on the air with some of the greatest poker players from today and from the past. You know, the game of poker, unless you're playing in it, and even sometimes when you're playing in it, is not, you know, as currently put, the most exciting thing in the world. You know, thank God that they've made the lipstick cameras for, you know, for the table cameras to, for us to watch it. And yet, you know, the next step has to be taken where you could see them live in real time. Yes. And if this cube is what it's going to take, I, you know, I would love to see the, the main event go like that. That way, you know, you're, you're, you're not even watching it on a 20-minute delay where someone could ruin it for you if you're on the Internet and has posted something about it. That, to me, is a very first big step and being able to watch these players play in real time. Yes, exactly. It's it's, it's going to be a lot of fun, and uh, just the, the fact of having teams and all the th- things that kind of parallel some of the sports that we've watched all our lives, you know, what's, this, what's their Super Bowl going to be like, uh, their World Series. I mean, it's just great stuff. Uh, here's the picture of the cube, by the way. I know you're seeing this for the first time. Yes, I am. <laughs> <laughs> Looks very nice. Looks very nice, and that's the table where they're standing up on tall, also yeah. right there. There's going to be a lot of heads up. Play, I'll tell you think, what, I they think. can make this extremely exciting. This this thing could, if marketed properly, and and like I said, uh, you know, the ideas for the games and and, and uh, all the other stuff that they're going to, you know, implement into this game, if it's done correctly, this could have the impact of of what the WSOP here has. Here's what they say: it uh, has that potential. Poker fans crave real time information when watching poker live. The Cube enables on-site fans to see every angle of gameplay, players' hold cards, hand discussions, outs, the board, player reactions, and everything in between caught by dedicated in-cube cameras and displayed overhead to the audience. So uh, it's, it's really 21st century it stuff. Is. It really and, is. Great. And then since none of these people in the Cube can hear anything on it, it would allow for you right. to get some great commentators like we've seen Antonio do in the past, you know, and as they're watching their hands, you could have these great superstars that are not at that final or that are not on these teams, you know, commenting live as to what they think should happen, what, predicting what someone else is going to do. Look at so. with the scoreboard on top and the fans, almost like an octagon, basically, the, yeah. like the MMA. See, if, if it works out like that, I believe that's going to become a very huge, huge success, especially if they could continue going forward you know, securing top names like they did for this draft. Exactly. Well, we'll look forward to it. Uh, we'll keep you posted here in this program. It's kind of something that really intrigues me. And, uh, by the way, I've uh, published the draft results on uh, PokerActionLine.com. We're getting a few stories and, and things up there. Uh, probably even have a few things from Robbie uh, along the way as uh, we try to uh, expand our uh, website a little bit to uh, companion the show a little bit. Certainly we'll have a lot of fun doing it. Anyway, that's going to do it for the show tonight. Uh, Working on a few things for you in the upcoming weeks, but uh, our thanks to Robbie Straczynski. Check out his blog at cardplayerlifestyle.com. Also go to pokerupdate.com. He has some videos on there and a few things that he's done. And uh, here's a guy that loves poker. And yeah, you show. could tell it in his voice when he was talking with us. A- absolutely, absolutely passionate about the game and uh, kind of wins some people out there that are just kind of on the fence. You know, no, he, he won me over right when he said his birthday was November 3rd. That's my oldest daughter's birthday, too. <laughs> so <laughs> very, very cool. Anyway, thanks for being with us tonight on the program. Uh, as you pick it up on uh, Hold'em Radio, they've been giving us some really nice spots on the network, and uh, we do appreciate that. Hold'emradio.com is the place to hear the show every week. You can go to our website, pokeractionline.com. 
Pick it up on StitcherRadio.com. Very interesting app. It carries a lot of podcasts. Or go to the Poker Fuse podcast page. Probably the easiest place is just go to iTunes. Search Poker Action Line. Download the show for free every week. Thanks for being with us. We'll catch you next week on another edition of the show. The views and opinions of the hosts, guests, or callers are not necessarily those of the station, its owners, advertisers, or agencies. 